Angie for breakfast. You know me, I'm always scouting around for some fascinating guests to join us here. It's like Angie and friends on the show, really, isn't it? And one of my favourite things to do is discuss music with singer-songwriters. And I love it even more when they come and visit us. So please welcome Bloom. Bloom, you have made quite an impression on the music industry in Australia. Described as the voice of a generation. Does that fall heavy on one's shoulders? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, wow. <laughs> I don't really know what to say to that, but um, thank you, everybody who says that. <laughs> or who has said that? <laughs> who said that? No. Well. Oh no, no, um, no. It's really I love um, hearing people's interpretation of uh, what my voice means to them, or, or what it invokes, or or what they think about. Last night, someone came up to me and said, "Oh my gosh, your voice is like silk." And and that's always really nice to hear, and like because it doesn't always feel like silk. Let me tell you, um, especially this morning. No, the early <laughs> cold mornings, it gets a little raspy. <laughs> yes, my morning voice. <laughs> and uh, I generally guess it always sounds like after a big gig, it sounds like you smoked uh, chain smoke cigarettes for about you know half your life, and then you wake up in the new morning, you're like, no, I'm a singer. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's uh, and I'm not a smoker, but. Um, you know, I watch old videos like, I don't know if you've ever seen Aretha Franklin before she gets on stage and she's puffing a cigarette and then she belts out this big number. And I'm like, how do you do that? Because I wouldn't be able to do that, that's for sure. Oh, because when Aretha Franklin was smoking, it was because it was, um, well, they would they used to tell us it was good for you. So she was probably like, oh, this is going to help. <laughs> wow. Definitely not the case. good for you? <laughs> yeah, didn't you know that? No. Oh my I god. Didn't know that. Yeah, they did that I about it been before my time. Oh, it was well before all of our time. This was like back 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 in the day, but it was like Guinness as well. They used to say Guinness is good for you. And uh huh. yeah, fascinating. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh good that we know that it's definitely not good for us now, and that means you get to preserve your beautiful voice. Um, Four gigs like the one that's coming to us in Margaret River on Saturday night. It is the Spectacular Songbooks. Talk to me about your love of powerhouses, Stevie Nicks, Linda Ronston, and Carol King. Why these women in particular? Wow. Well, where do I start? I mean, again, I wasn't around when, you know, in the 70s and the 60s and I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall but um, there's just something about their interpretations of songs and their songwriting so Carol King obviously like what an incredible songwriter I just love uh, her conversational tone when she sings she doesn't there's no bells and whistles it's just a very natural kind of performance with her mm-hmm. so um, love singing her songs and everybody in the audience knows the lyrics to her songs. And Stevie Nicks is such an incredible songwriter. She can just take you on a journey just with the one song, you know, it's so mystical and magical and there's a, you know, mystery about her. And um, Linda Ronstadt, her interpretation of songs was just incredible. I listen back to the original versions and then I always go back to Linda Ronstadt's versions. Um, She just had this way of rearranging them and turning them into something even more special. Um, So there's, just something that I've learned from each of the ladies and, and singing these songs that we don't get to hear as much anymore um, is such a, a beautiful show, beautiful trip down memory lane for everyone, everyone singing along, and it's it's just heaps of fun. And it's going to be a little bit 
wedding-esque, stay with me because it'll be something old, the old songs, and we've got something new, which is your new single. It's called Choices. We'll come back to that. Something borrowed. Well, I guess you're borrowing the venue for the night. And then something bloom. We'll just change the the little phrase. Oh, I love that. You're welcome. (laughs) And I'm getting married at the end of the year, so that's in perfectly. There you go. (laughs) But let's go back to that new single. It's called Choices, and it's uh, upcoming from your EP. How exciting. How is it all doing? Oh, it's doing so great. Um, People are messaging me. I mean, this is the first positive song I've ever written. Let's start with that. Um, (laughs) I usually write about heartbreak and loss and all the sad stuff that we go through. Um, But Choices was born uh, back in January. I wrote it when I was in the hotel room. I don't know if you know, but I was filming uh, for The Voice Generations earlier this year. And um, while we're in Sydney, just kind of in our downtime, this song came out of me. And I don't know what happened post-COVID for me, but I suppose during COVID, I felt like I had no choice. You know, all of our tours were shut down and everything was taken away from us and you felt a little powerless. And then something happened, you know, on the other side of that. And so Choices is about not giving up and finding power in your own decisions and really taking charge of your life again after after something kind of derails it. Um, so everyone's messaging me saying, oh, my gosh, this song's so inspiring and I really need to hear that right now. And, and I love that. You know, I love being that voice for people when they need to hear it. Oh, that's beautiful. And just coming back to, you know, you were in a hotel room, you were obviously busy in this song. You said the words were popped out of me. This is a question that I've asked so many songwriters, some of the biggest names in the Australian music industry to some really brand new newbies. Where does your music come from? I can't describe it. You know, you just have to give yourself the space to just sit there and be this vessel, I suppose, because it comes from somewhere. And that that song I wrote in like 10, 10 minutes, like it, it just comes from somewhere and I don't know if it's an accumulation of feelings and thoughts that, cause I suppose as creatives, we're always kind of picking up on things around us and our surroundings. So you're always writing. There's always something inspiring you, whether you're watching something on TV, reading a book or just at the grocery store, it could be anything. Um, you're kind of always, I don't know, tapped into this creative side and then out of nowhere, it just, you know, all comes together so maybe it's brewing for a while. I'm not sure. I definitely felt a song. I, I feel when a song is brewing. I do have to say that. I can feel when it's ready, like I'm ready to say something's ready to come out, kind of just boils over. And then I just sit there and it just goes, blah, 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 <laughs> and there it is. And then you fine tune it along the way and produce it, and that's what takes more time, I suppose. That gives me goosebumps, and I have the the pleasure of being able to compare that in my brain to all the other people who I've talked to and their answers, and how eerily similar it is for yeah. so many. I think that's that's really cool. So thank you for the insight. Go no and see the voice of a generation because she's here <laughs> in the southwest on Saturday night, Margs, which is a beautiful venue. Bloom, I hope you have a fantastic weekend in our beautiful southwest. Thank you so much for having me. Angie for breakfast.